is in the know for Monday, February 7th, the 38th day of 2022. There are 327 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 Loose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And we set sail through a big week sports-wise. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and even Morgantown. Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Uh, not too bad. How about yourself? Uh, I think you probably. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, got something, and uh, I can tell. Got a sick, sick uh, daughter at home, and so uh, wife at home, and all that stuff. So that's all right. Uh, I figure you are singing the song this week. You've been. You're waiting all week for Sunday night. Uh, you could right. say that, especially because it is an NBC broadcast as well. But The countdown uh, is on to uh, Super Bowl 56. You're excited? I don't know. That excited story. I don't know what word I want to use to describe it. I'm oh. nervous. I'm excited. I'm like a mix of a bunch of different emotions just because, I mean, typically I'd be like, oh, yeah, the Super Bowl's coming up. This is awesome. But when your team is actually in it, it's it's a weird feeling. Yeah. it. Uh, I guess there's uh, there's some angst. Yes. There's some, um, yeah, obviously there's jitters, there's excitement. Cautious optimism. There's uh, put me out of my misery. I just need to get to the point and see what's going to happen. And then there's, you know, of course, looking forward to all the food and everything as well. So I'll be too nervous to too nervous to even eat anything. Did see your friends at Skyline were giving away beanies. I did see week, that. The, the, I did see that. And it's interesting because, like I've said, is... Skyline's the Reds, Gold Star's the Bengals. So I'm not uh, sure if this, 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 there might be a little. Don't, don't want to mojo things. I've no. got uh, I've got some interesting facts about Super Bowl 56 later on in the show that I think you might find uh, you might find interesting. Uh, cold front today will keep us chilly. We are going to. Speaking of chilly, uh, this one ends in a Y instead of an I. We are going to stay. I mean, we there's an outside chance we may not get to that 41 degree mark today. Um, we could top out around 39. We could get to 40. We're going to see a little bit of sunshine today. But then cold tonight again. Not cold like we saw over the weekend, but down into, uh, say, we'll maybe get down to a 23 tonight. Mostly sunny and then 50 tomorrow. That'll feel nice, even warmer on Wednesday. It'll be 54. And so this week is um, pay no attention to that thing on Friday. That that um, That precipitation that you're looking at, our friends at Wave are considering for Friday is not really for our portions of their coverage area. Um, the good news is is that we're not dealing with any type of winter storm this week or snow event for the first time in three or four weeks. So let's just keep it that way. Um, just let's just leave it that way, and let's just try and get through. We we made it past Groundhog Day, so let's just go ahead and get beyond Valentine's Day without any more snow. Super Bowl, and yeah. then next thing you know, it'll be the middle of February, and we'll go, wow, I can see March from here, and things start to. Uh, I'd be fine start if it never snowed up. again. Well, you know, I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to say never snow again. I, I know there are important people that like snow, so I don't, I don't well, want I mean, them to. I mean, I fully admit that, no, I do not agree with them whatsoever. Well, but they're entitled to like the, to get their snow from as, time to time. As I was so. told once by a teacher, you're allowed to have your opinion, but it's wrong. Uh, well, that's, <laughs> that's, I've had some teachers like that. Um, the uh, Of course, the world's watching the Olympic Games in Beijing and seeing the relationship between China and Putin, and if you got Russia that's you know uh, poised and seemingly making threatening overtures at Ukraine, the United States still saying that Russia could invade Ukraine any day, launching a conflict that would come at an enormous human cost because there's going to be some shooting involved. Is my is my belief is I don't see any other way around it at this point. 
they say that uh, if war breaks out, it will come at an enormous human cost to Ukraine. But we believe that based on our preparations and our response, it will come at a strategic cost to Russia as well. That was um, uh, Jake Sullivan, who is a national security advisor. He's making the rounds yesterday and announced. So just it will be odd where you've got the world gathered in Beijing and even something as simple as the Russian team, excuse me, Russian Russian Olympic Committee. It's not really the not really Russia. That's competing, the, no, the athletes from Russia. What, they got suspended for doping? Isn't that it or something? Hard to believe that. I mean, if you're going to get suspended for doping, throw them all out. I don't know why they get to, you know, compete Mom under some... Cross-country skiing, and their two guys were winning. It's, and then they had... Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's a, that's a rabbit hole. But it will be interesting how, just on Friday night, Putin was in Beijing... Uh, our Friday night. Putin was in Beijing for the opening ceremonies, along with... Jinping and all that other stuff. So it just would be really weird for there to be a breakout of war in Europe along the Ukraine-Russia border while you've got the nation, the world's athletes gathered under this banner of peace and harmony in Beijing. So I don't know what to make of it. But All right, some of the other news headlines from the weekend. A If you're, if you're like me, on Friday night, you're... Uh, Apple devices and your cell, well, not just your Apple devices, your cell phones probably did something abnormal and alerted you to an Amber Alert that stemmed from a Bardstown man accused of killing his girlfriend and then fled with her small children. They arrested him in Mount Vernon, Illinois. On Friday night, officials issued an Amber Alert for the four boys ages 10, 9, 6, and just a year old after they found their mother murdered about 5.30 during a welfare check there in Bardstown. Officers responded to the home after receiving a 911 call from a witness who saw a man and the four children leave together in a vehicle. They identified 32-year-old Richard Gray as a suspect. So Friday night about 11.15, they arrested him and um, in Mount Vernon, Illinois, so 80 miles southeast of St. Louis or so. So he had fled from the Bardstown area, but it was... Um, I just I went to bed a little early Friday yeah. and I'd just fallen asleep and that uh, clearly well, obviously woke me up and uh, it's kind of one of those days because it doesn't happen often obviously uh, of course you know we had the amber alert here but then it's you know now mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing in your car it should come through and then your your devices as well and so not very often that that happens and so it gets your you know when it's stand it gets your attention like that so um, Which is good because that's what it's supposed it's to do. It's supposed to get your attention mm-hmm. and make you aware of something. Uh, this was sad. I, I, I bring this to you because this, these types of things can happen during these weather conditions. Two people were found dead Friday night at a Lagrange hotel that had to be evacuated due to elevated carbon monoxide levels. Uh, it was really saddened to hear about that. Uh, carbon, benevol- carbon monoxide levels in the building of the Quality Inn Suites in Lagrange were high, resulting in an evacuation. Police said one man who was exhibiting signs of carbon monoxide poisoning was transported to a local hospital, and then uh, two victims as well. So uh, you don't really think of that in a hotel setting. Um, no, I'm curious as to – I know that I read that they're investigating more. I'm interested to see as to what the cause is. I, uh, I also was saddened. I think I saw a headline, and it may be our headline from earlier this morning, there were a total of four different murder-suicide events in Kentucky over the weekend? Correct. Uh, you had one in Taylorsville. Yeah. One in Nicholasville. One in Warren County. Yes, and then there's one more. I can see if I can wow. find that. Wow, what a weekend. Uh, police say they have found two people shot dead on a porch in Taylorsville. The state police say they discovered the fatal shooting seen Friday afternoon at the home of in Spencer County outside of Louisville. Police say their preliminary investigation found a 51-year-old Karen Young of Taylorsville suffered a fatal gunshot wound. 55-year-old Paul Bewley of Taylorsville sustained a self-inflicted fatal gunshot uh, injury. Police said the two were lying on the front porch of a residence when officers found them. They're investigating that incident. Lexington was the other one. Lexington was the other in Warren County. Uh, the man shot uh, shot the female and then called dispatch and said what he had done. And by the time the police officers were there, he had um, taken his own life uh, based upon various reports that I was seeing out of Warren County. So I don't know why. I, 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 I mean, 
that's a tremendously above average, right? We would go to have to have to hear of one would is is a lot. So to for there to be four over a short period of time, it's terrible. Is uh, very tragic. A Kentucky judicial panel has nominated three attorneys as candidates for a vacant family court judge seat in Hardin County. The judicial nominating commission recommended Elizabethtown attorneys Melanie Goff Biggers, uh, Don Blair, and Teresa Elaine Logston, according to a statement of the AOC. Biggers and Blair serve as assistant county attorneys. Logston serves as an assistant Commonwealth attorney. One of the reasons I mention it is because Teresa Logston is a product of Grayson County. So she was, I believe she was in the Grayson County High School class of 1992. Okay. Would be, I think that's, um, so like, I think that's about accurate. when Misty, right? Misty was in the class of 93. 93, okay. Um, my sister Martha was in the class of 92. Okay. So um, I think I've got those dates right on that. But yeah, I know that uh, Teresa and my sister Martha are the same age. Uh, that seat became available when uh, Judge Pamela Addington's resignation took effect on February 1st. Those three names sent to the governor, and uh, the governor has 60 days to make an appointment to that seat. I mean, you, you know who I'm rooting for, right? I mean, you going to call call Andy later and give him your endorsement? Mm, or do you no, think his probably, endorsement probably he, he your it. endorsement probably doesn't mean much to him? You oh, think? Of course, it means a lot, but he doesn't need it. He'll make the right decision. In this case, I've, I've got confidence. The Legislative Research Commission, comprised of House and Senate leaders, has been fighting the Lexington Herald leaders' open records request into records of a sexual harassment complaint against a state lawmaker for about four years. On Friday, the Kentucky Court of Appeals ruled that the Open Records Act entitles the newspaper to view the complaint made by a legislative staffer in 2015 against former State Representative Jim Stewart III of any resulting investigation. The newspaper agreed the staffer's name could be redacted. The appeals court verdict upheld an earlier ruling from 2020 when Franklin Circuit Judge Philip Shepard ruled for the Herald Leader to get the documents and have its legal fees reimbursed by the LRC. In its Friday ruling, the appeals court said lawmakers can't use their new law retroactively to conceal documents. Uh, listen, there, the relationship between the messengers of our community and the legislators and the, the, the leaders of our community is an important one. Both need, to be, both need to be playing by the rules and doing the right thing, by the way. Um, and they need to be acting responsibly. But what some legislatures are doing and have made attempts to do to shut off the access to public information, um, that they may be able to get by with that temporarily, but that's not going to stand up to legal challenge, which it's only a matter of time. This one was easier for the Court of Appeals because this one didn't apply because of a new law. So they could go back and say, no, you got to give these over because even at the time, well, if you move forward, we're going to eventually get to a case where the the legislature in Kentucky basically decided they get to decide through a bipartisan panel what information they turn loose about HR matters, if you will, at the legislative level. Well, then they say that, that they can legally do that. Well, they can legally do that until a, a, a court somewhere says, no, you have to do, you, you can't just shut down the access to the information. So My thing with it is simple is, who do you work for to that, them? That's, that's, that's exactly right. Uh, grants totaling nearly $1 million will be distributed to 18 Kentucky counties to help clean up 80 illegal dumps. Counties receiving grants must agree to provide a 25% match, but the state could waive the local match requirements for cleanups that cost more than $50,000. County receiving, uh, counties receiving the grants, uh, the ones that are close to you, you would know as Butler, you would know as Green, you would know as Hart, you would know as Warren. Those are counties that are getting uh, some funds to clean up dumps. I didn't figure there were any dumps anywhere we knew of. I know that 
There's no litter. Nobody dumps illegally in no, any of the communities never, we know. Never. That's never happened before ever. Another exciting night in the SEC on Saturday as the University of Kentucky Wildcats, the uh, then number five Kentucky Wildcats, traveled to Tuscaloosa where it was another uh, – the game against Vandy, Coach Cal, Sam, he, he described it as a rock fight. Mm-hmm. This was more of a heavyweight – uh, title match. I liked I liked Tom Hart's description of it on ESPN. I don't know if you were listening to it at that point, but he described it as it was like the two town drunks. They're fighting one another, and they both left bloody. Yeah, well, it, it, they were it, both landed punches, but I, neither one could finish I, the other one off. I heard that reference? It was struck me as a little bit odd, but I, it does. But at the same time, I was like, oh well, I guess that's not inaccurate. Well, neither team looked particularly drunk to me, so that's why I didn't. Uh, uh, that's what I was like. Huh, I don't understand what he's trying to say. I think he just wanted to drop Otis. An Otis I, I, reference. I think so. Um, I, I do think that it was good to see Damian Collins getting well. some, finding a very strategic opportunity for him to find a role to where he can be valuable going forward and down the stretch. Uh, I really like how this team is shaping up because I saw somebody else. I, it wasn't Seth Davis. Somebody else from the ESPN brand that said, uh, great thing about Kentucky is they can beat you 95 to 90 or they can beat you 65 to 60. That was Seth Davis. It was Seth Davis. Yeah, from CBS. Yeah. So I saw his poll yesterday, and I kind of think that because he had Kentucky in his poll like at three behind Gonzaga and uh, and Auburn. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I like, again, their ability to go on the road, play in hostile environments, and take – they took Alabama's game away from them. Alabama wanted to run. Mm-hmm. That was the only that was the only chance Alabama really had, and so they said, "No, we don't want to run. We want to lock you down and play possession basketball." And they, you know, did a pretty good job of it. In Syracuse, the uh, Louisville men's basketball team uh, still can't seem to get off the wrong track. They lost to Syracuse. Uh, I don't know. The final is escaping me at the moment. It wasn't close. And I, I didn't, didn't watch. I know Piggies wasn't happy with the team and all that afterwards. I saw that. But yeah, then Grayson County and Butler County on Friday night doubleheader. Uh, actually, didn't play Sa- it till uh, didn't Saturday play it until Saturday afternoon. Uh, scheduled for Friday originally. How was your trip to Morgantown, Sam? Um, we can just talk about the games. I mean, trips to Morgantown are always trips to Morgantown. But... Okay, let's talk about the games. Then. <laughs> no, uh, Lady Cougars played really well. You look at the final score, I don't have it in front of me, but it was by, I think, 17 points. The game was a lot closer than that. And I know Coach Johnson was very happy with his team's performance because that game did solidify that the Lady Cougars will play the Lady Bears in the first round of the district two weeks from today. And I think he felt good about his team of just playing well, um, and I think they found some things that they might be able to throw in uh, in two weeks to try and, I mean, that'd be a huge upset against who is the, the favorite in the district. And then the second game, the Cougar boys played a great first quarter. And then Butler County pretty much dominated the second and third quarter and then ended up winning uh, by five points down the stretch. Cougars just came out in the second half kind of lethargic, just not not their greatest performance. And uh, so they came away with a district loss, which is a big one. And now the Cougars host Edmondson tonight in a this is a huge district game for them at 7 o'clock, and the Lady Cougars head to, to Thomas Nelson, 630 Central. So good luck to them. We'll have the coverage of the boys' game, obviously. So you got JV game, too, I guess, that got added tonight. Um, but Grayson County, Edmondson County. So almost like a, a future preview of what you know future varsity contests might look like between those two teams. But a lot at stake on the line uh, tonight, so we'll, we'll hope that the uh, the Cougars can be victorious as the yeah they uh, the they need a win Wildcats Wildcats come to, it's weird weird for these two teams to be playing on a Monday night you know that's normally without a girls game yeah, in there normally yeah. something you build up all week too and so here it is out here on a Monday so uh, best of luck to the Cougars tonight we got to get to a break we'll come back got more on the way hang around here on in the know. Today is 
fettuccine Alfredo day. You like fettuccine Alfredo? Me too. I like chicken fettuccine Alfredo. So Some broccoli in there too. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. In fact, I had that uh, for lunch in here on Saturday. A little frozen one. It was pretty good. Was it one that I left in the freezer? Because that's normally what I would No, do. it was one own? I brought from my own freezer. Wave, it's um, it's Rose Day, marking the beginning of the uh, Love Week. And it is wave all your fingers at your neighbor day today. Not just one, wave all of them at your neighbor. I don't think it's supposed to be like that, Sam. I don't think you show them the back of your hand. I think you show them the palm of your hand and then you wave at them. I think. That may still be like intimidating. It, it, you 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 so, don't want to do, be guilty of showing intimidating have, behavior. Do we have your, to go to the county line tonight and wave it at Matt Edmondson County and Butler County and all those? Um. Well, um, no. I mean, they're coming here, right? Well, yeah. I guess. Can I just should I just wave them at, at Edmondson County later? Sure, that'd be fine. Games of the twenty fourth Winter Olympiad. Underway. I keep forgetting a song. You're forgetting? Yes. Except I'm for... I'm not as big of a fan as the Winter Olympics of the uh, as the summer. Except for watching the UK game Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did watch CBS Sunday morning, yesterday morning. Which I heard there was a great piece about left-handers. There was. A tremendous piece about left-handers on there. Uh, that's all I've watched. I mean, it, it's... You mean you missed the Pro Bowl? I missed every second of the pro. Oh, I did watch a little bit of the NASCAR clash yesterday. I forgot from about the that LA too. Coliseum. Now, how so, how how was that? It's good. Yes, yeah, it's fine. It's different. You know, historic place. It was all right. Uh, I was I was I was really geared up for Michaela Schifrin, and you know, there's a chance that her her program was going to include five different disciplines that she could compete for individual medals in, and she skied out of the fifth gate. So in her uh, giant slalom yesterday, well, we saw it yesterday, then coming out of the fifth gate, she was expected to, um, this is not, the slalom is her, uh, is her, like if you got to pick one, is her ultimate specialty, but she's, uh, the buildup to her has been a lot. So she got a DNF because it's a two run total, but if you don't complete your first run, then there's, you know, no way for you to, no way for you to uh, finish. So I did see an interview with her. She said, you know she can't let it dominate. She didn't. She wasn't masking the dis- disappointment, but she also can't dwell because she's got four other, four other events to prepare for and, thinking, and was, be ready. I was watching like the first night. I think it was the slalom, and somebody fell, and like that eliminated them or whatever. And I was just thinking, you know, imagine training, you know, your entire life for that mm-hmm. one moment. Yep. And you fall. Like it just. I can't imagine that. Peng Shui, the tennis player. So in the last 24 hours, uh, her appearance uh, around the Olympics, she's Chinese, of course. She was missing for a while. Um, She had made some comments about uh, sexual assault, Mm -hmm. and then she had been, no one could find her for a few weeks. The tennis community started, uh, you know, basically saying if, if the Chinese people didn't produce her, then uh, they were going to you know, do this or do that. And so she finally surfaced a few weeks ago shortly. But then she did an interview with uh, Thomas Bach, the IOC chairman, and then she did an interview with uh, a French newspaper, uh, L'Equipe. And, but there were people of the Chinese IOC, you know, the Chinese Olympic Committee, there with her. And it was a very controlled they you know, were doing the translating, yeah, from she, what I understand. Yeah, and she was saying that what her her claims had been um, a huge misunderstanding, and she never said specifically that that person had assaulted her. And there's something there's something not exactly uh, right there. It almost led me to wonder if she was blinking like Morse code at people trying to, you know, like I'm being held against my will, or it just was weird but that captured a lot of the attention at the games uh yesterday so but so far so good that uh russian skater the russian figure skater she's 15 she's phenomenal uh, uh, she's she the one just, that i, I uh, saw a headline the first ever to do uh, i couldn't even tell you what it was she's, See, 
And like I said, that's that's probably one of the reasons why I don't watch the Winter Olympics as much is because I don't understand how you get points. You know, like they'll, they'll do something and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's a 10. And then they'll be like, oh no, that's a four. It's like, how, how do you? Well, here's something they've done brilliantly this year. Now on the screen, real time, mm-hmm. they have the scoring. And so they put the metrics up there and, oh, okay. it, and it shows basically relative to par. So if this maneuver that they're about to do is worth a four, then say baseline four, mm-hmm. then they put red or green and the score. And if you get a four point seven, then it turns green and it shows that you got you know you got point seven better mm-hmm. than the baseline. And then they give you a running total at the top of the screen of your technical score, so that you kind of get a better feel during the routine. So for someone who likes scoring and stats and things, this would really appeal to you, and it's made it more enjoyable for me because I'm going, well, I can at least follow along. I know in high school I went to one high school wrestling match, and I felt really out of place because whenever I'd go to a sporting event, people would always come up to me in high school and be like, okay, what's happening? And I went to a high school match, and I was like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I don't understand this. I, was like, I, don't. Uh, I will try and find it for you during the break, Sam. But the Russian – Pairs who did their uh, was it their free skate? You mean the Russian Olympic Committee? Is they are Olympic? still Russian. Um, are they the Russian? <laughs> the Russian pair uh, had a big fall, had a big takedown. Oh no! And within a few minutes, someone on Twitter, thank you, someone on Twitter, had taken Jim Ross, mm-hmm. who is the announcer mm-hmm. from the WWF days, and took his commentary. And used it to describe the play-by-play I've of seen the fall, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was it it delighted me because it it does look like a big takedown. So anyway, that um, I don't know what's on the Olympics tonight, but it'll be fine between USA and Peacock and NBC, and it's on it's on twenty four hours a day because the stuff there the yeah, stuff should. that's live will be shown in prime time tonight. You'll have to throw something up there during the break. Uh, or you get yeah, too, too distracted? Uh, no. Well, yeah, I might. Well, I remember because during the summer when, when I think you were gone, uh-huh. we were hosting, and I always loved it because at this time, since it was happening, it was all of the events that were running, not live, obviously, because it was the middle of the night in Tokyo, and we just got to see the most random events. Mm-hmm. It was nice, like uh, climbing and, and everything. I can't wait to see Mono Bob. I've never seen single-person bobsled before. Mm. I want to see that. The luge is the one that I I I did enjoy the luge this weekend. Oh, I missed it. Super Bowl 56. Here's everything you need to know. Uh, Kickoff is at 530 Central Time on Sunday. So that's what you basically need to hear most is that 530 Central Time kickoff on Sunday. Coverage. This is a really unique situation where you've got NBC Hosting the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. NBC also also hosting the Olympics. So on Sunday, I'm going to give these to you in Central Time at 7 a.m. Sunday morning, the Winter Olympics. At 11 a.m. Central, Road to the Super Bowl. At noon Central, the pregame show kicks off. Then at 5:30, it's the Rams versus the Bengals in Super Bowl 56. <laughs> At 9.45, the Olympics primetime show. Then the 2022 Winter Olympics Prime Plus show, 11.30 Central Time. It. I was reminded last night, and this will be even worse on Sunday. I, I, The Winter Olympics remind me so much of my childhood. Because in those days, there was no... If you missed the Olympics... Like there was no pause and scroll back. It was just you had to watch it. There was and no such thing as Peacock. That's right. And the late night, like the late night Olympic show would come on. And especially on Sunday night, it just felt like you were squeezing every last ounce out of the weekend and staying up late watching some of these weird winter sports that we don't really know anything about. Because for the first 12 of the 24 winter games, the Americans weren't very good. Because we just didn't have that many places to train and to to get good at it. So, anyway, it'll be a long day of uh, Super Bowl and Olympic coverage. The, of course, the Bengals and the Rams at uh, will will compete. But at halftime, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, 
Mary J. Blige and Kendrick Lamar. You're asking me if I'm the one that is excited. I think your wife is probably even almost more excited than I am just for that part, right? She's excited for the halftime show without a doubt. I want to caution you all not, not. Don't overcook it. Like you need to, you need to come right in having expectations dialed in exactly. You don't, you don't want it to be. You don't want them to underperform. Mickey Guyton is performing the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane Iko will sing "America the Beautiful" ahead of the anthem. You can watch it in several different places. Uh, Peacock has it, NBCSports.com has it, NBC Sports app. You can watch it over the air on Wave uh, Television out of out of Louisville. Well, I do know that there are some rumors too that uh, this would be this will be Al Michaels' last game. Really, there have been some some talks about that of him calling quits because it's interesting because you know where Al Michaels' first professional job was, right? What was it in Litchfield? It was the Reds. It was the Reds. It was the Reds because he was before Marty Brenneman. That's a lot, while ago. Al uh, Michaels has always been good. Of course, you and know, then he went back to San Francisco. The, be involved in the Lake Placid and all that. Um, and then, obviously, his color analyst is Chris Collinsworth. Sure. He played for the Bengals. So you get Cincinnati. multiple Cincinnati connections. So how are they doing that? Is Tariko involved in Super Bowl coverage? Tariko's like is the James Brown equivalent. He's hosting the pregame and the But he's hosting it from? L.A. Beijing. So Tariko's flying to L.A. and then back to Beijing? No. He's, he's, I read today or yesterday that he is leaving Beijing for good. And he's going to host the rest of the events remotely. Oh, I see. Okay. Because, yeah, when he was there for the opening ceremonies the other evening, I thought, I didn't know Tariko was going. But uh, there are more journalists there than I think I thought that there might might be. How do you feel uh, Bengals 4.5, four and a half point dogs? You okay with that? Joe Burrow is six and zero this year when he's more than a four point underdog. All right, I like like that, like those odds. I like those odds a lot. Uh, Mattress Mac has bet four and a half million dollars on the Bengals to win. That make you feel good? He also bet on them last week. He did. I uh, didn't bet quite that much money, but he definitely bet on them last week. Um, but but also you got to be careful because that might make you feel good as a Bengals fan. But the fact of the matter is, is that. He's told all the people that buy furniture from him that it'll be free if the Bengals win. Mm-hmm. So this is a bet to cover what he owes. Well, maybe in maybe furniture. I can maybe I can go down there and get a couch and start burning <laughs> couches in Clarkson if they win. Maybe. Am I allowed to do that? Uh, you'll have to ask someone other than me. <laughs> you know the police chief. That, that's between call the police chief. That's between you and someone else entirely. Sam. Call Chief Meredith. Here are some uh, some facts to know before the Bengals Rams game. The Super Bowl matchup between the Bengals and Rams marks the first time these teams have met in a championship. Mm-hmm. Not that much of a surprise. Both the Rams and Bengals originated in Ohio. Correct. The Cleveland Rams were founded in 1936. This is the first Bengals Super Bowl appearance since 1988 mm-hmm. when they lost to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize this. Are you super happy the 49ers didn't win over the Rams? Because it would be thir- no, third time's the charm. The, okay. All right. I was third wondering. Third time's the charm. No, I, well, I wanted the 49ers because I think the 49ers are a better matchup for the Bengals. Okay. I would have felt much, much better against the 49ers, even though the 49ers did beat the Bengals in December, but I'd have felt much better. The Rams last won the Super Bowl in 99 when they defeated the Titans 23-16. to they were the greatest show on turf. Don't you need to do a little bit of a a warning there before you mention that to Titans fans? Nah, it's all right. Uh, both te- It's been a long time. Both teams' quarterbacks are former number one overall draft picks. From the SEC? From the SEC. Um, Rams coach Sean McVay, 36, looking for his first Super Bowl win and to become the youngest coach to win the Lombardi Trophy. But... Zach Taylor is 38, and that makes them the youngest pair of Super Bowl head coaches in the game's history. And then Taylor worked under McVay before becoming Bengals coach. Is that good? Is that bad? What do you make of it? Yeah, I don't know. that. I think even he said, don't read too much into it. Is I mean, they're still really good friends. Um, obviously, not these two weeks. Sure. But uh, I don't know how much you want to read into that because it's a different team. Uh, since 
Zach Keller was there, but being it's been almost three years. And as you mentioned last week, as the official road team, even though they're playing at home, they're officially the road team. The Rams will call the coin toss before the opening kickoff. What will they call? Tails never fails. That's what I say. That's what you say. Tails never fails. Let's see. That's one of your early prop bets coming up on Sunday. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know the original name for the butterfly was the Flutterby? Really? And to me, that makes more sense. If you look at the butterfly, you think, what, what about a butterfly? What says butter about a butterfly? If you just look at a monarch butterfly... Did they call a butterfly before they knew what butter was? No, I would imagine not. Uh, But that's all they do is flutter. The thing they Mm -hmm. do is right there in the name. But they also fly. Flutter. Bye. There's no butter flying. Well, you know an English teacher. Ask. Figure out that. Okay, I'm going to delegate that to others. Uh, The weekend box office... Uh, Jack Wagon Forever. Is that okay? I'll just call it Jack Wagon Forever. That's uh, Judge Grabessa, one of his favorite words, right? Catapults to number one as Moonfall Craters. Jack Wagon Forever, the fourth installment in the ongoing saga of projectiles to the groin, collected $23.5 million from 3,604 North American locations in its debut. Given the light release schedule, Moonfall managed to place in second on domestic box office charts. The movie narrowly beat Sony's Spider-Man No Way Home uh, at three. uh, That was Spider-Man No Way Home. How was the midnight showing that you went and saw that movie? Um, Jack Wagon. I fell asleep in the parking lot. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was waiting to go in to buy tickets and I fell asleep. The Batman is projected to open... With a $150 million weekend in March, this is uh, Robert Pattinson's attempt at playing Batman. I honestly had no idea Robert Pattinson was getting ready to play Batman. I guess he's already played him. True. Just we're waiting to see what it looks like. I I, I mean, he's fine. Can I got to tell you? He's gone from Harry Potter to Twilight to Batman. I didn't like Batman the television show. Mm-hmm. I only liked Batman from the 80s because of the soundtrack mm-hmm. and Jack Nicholson playing the Joker. Mm-hmm. And since then, I don't know that I've seen a Batman oh, movie. Dark Knight's really good. With Heath Ledger as the Joker, you've not seen that? That that one That one's really good. I don't even like the franchise. Like there's just and see, there's and, just and the second one, The Dark Knight Rises, is really good because there's a scene where uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium gets blown up. <laughs> it's a good scene to see. <laughs> if if Prince hadn't been on, if Prince hadn't done Bat Dance, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure I would have well, liked or cared anything it, all at all about that yeah. one. Bat Dance. When last time you all were gone for a long period, I think it was Dennis Cook Week that we had over the summer. That dance came on a lot, and you, you would have thought that we were playing the greatest hits. Uh, one, Dennis C. Cook loved himself some bat dance. Hmm. I like the song, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was a huge fan. I just wasn't wasn't p- predicting that from him. Adele residency ticket holders can see an Adele impersonator for free. If you can't see Adele due to her indefinite postponement. I can see her whenever I want. Never mind, we'll find someone like her. Uh, the uh, Legends in Concert, the longest-running and most awarded show in Las Vegas, has come up with a brilliant idea. Is you it? can just go see their impersonator of Adele instead. Is that brilliant? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, leave it to Vegas. Capitalize on a you know an opportunity. 
Oh, yes, you just spent all that money to go fly to Vegas and stay there to watch Adele. Oh, let's just go see somebody that's not her. But it makes for a great story. Legends is rolling out a spinoff production of sorts, Legendary Divas, and it's offering free tickets to Adele fans who purchase tickets to the singer's Weekends with Adele residency. As someone that tried to buy those tickets, I would not be necessarily that happy if I, you know... Sure, but you can afford to give. If you're think about the amount of publicity that this show is going to get by offering free tickets to those people see, who got. See, I can see my mom anytime I want Adele. By the way, I, I mean, I hear you sometimes deliberating on the order of your favorite Adele. No, oh, I mean it's not. It's not as night and day as you might think. I mean, obviously Adele Gormley is at the top of the list. Well, yes. But Adele Adkins isn't like she's, you know, she's not chopped liver. She's No. She's 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 down there somewhere. This struck me as odd. Javier Bardem says ET was his childhood celebrity crush. <laughs> In case you missed that. Javier Bardem says ET was his childhood celebrity crush. Is it a joke? He just said he loved Spielberg, got to meet him, loved the movie. Meet, I love Reese's Pieces, too, but that say. doesn't mean I crushed on on E.T. Gertie, maybe. But, now, but if you think some of the roles that Javier Bardem has played... Well, out there. He looked a little like E.T. in some of those, so, I mean, hey, whatever. What's your favorite? Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Johnny was a schoolboy when he heard his first Beatles song. Love me do, I think it was, but from there it didn't take him long. Got himself a guitar, used to play every night. MBs. Point upon report today. Rock and roll outfit and everything's all right. Isn't it weird how children think adults have all the freedom? <laughs> and adults think children have all the freedom. Mm-hmm. I guess it just depends on your definition, your of, definition freedom. of freedom. And uh, most often, I think... The freedoms that children are, uh, that they don't have, they covet, and mm-hmm. then vice versa. It's you like know. when you were a kid, you always complained about nap time, and now, as an adult, you'd love nap time. I still apologize to naps once a week. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. naps. I'm so sorry that uh, I didn't fully appreciate you and how how wonderful you were. Sam, are you, uh, are you wordling yet? No. So st- nope. Still no wordle? For you? I'm not going to. Okay. I don't need another. I know it's only one a day, but I don't need another. I discovered I discovered a new uh, new word to lead off with. Okay. Are adieu. You... As in, I bid you adieu because it's got four vowels in it. And so you can really reveal a lot. Oh, A-D-O-U? A-D-I-E-U. A-D-I-E-U is the word. And then that way, sore with an E on the end is a variation of sore. That also works. Uh, Arose is a pretty good word to start Mm -hmm. with. And by the way, none of the words currently on Wordle end in S. So don't even bother putting an S at the end. Okay, so like a plural faces or something. Because they're only five-letter words. So it's hard to – it really limits – for it to be plural, in most cases, it yep. would have to be es. Anyway. Have you ever completely won? Can can you completely win and get like all green? Oh, on the first one. I mean, you get five choices. Uh-huh. Then you get five chances. So that's the goal, and how few chances it takes you to do it. So no, I've never I've never done it in less than three guesses. Okay. So I've you know one and then two and usually on the third guess, but out of that total, so just you know, kind of as a what about the Queen's Jubilee? So over the weekend, the Queen marked her 70th. That's hard to believe. Longest reigning British monarch mm-hmm. in their thousand-year history. 70 years. 
Now, they're not having a party for her until June. Makes me a little nervous. Well, she's she's in good health. She, sure, Sam, but, I mean, none of us are promised tomorrow. You're mm-hmm. not promised tomorrow. I'm not promised tomorrow. QE2, she's not promised tomorrow. But I'm just saying you, when when you have the longevity of QE2, I think you stop making, you know, like, you don't buy green bananas. I would. I mean, I'm with you, and I wouldn't buy any bananas. I think we're in agreement there, are we not? Sure. I'm saying if you're a banana buyer, uh-huh. you just don't. Really, is a remarkable story. When you think about it. Seventy years. It's a long time. When she was when she was thrown into um, you know such an early age, and um, how she's been able to navigate that all is uh, is really remarkable. On television tonight, NBC has the Winter Olympics, of course. Tonight, a women's short track 500-meter final. Shoot, that's a real crash them up. That looks That's just like roller mm-hmm. derby. You may see a competitor on there trying to wear yellow roller skates. Um, <laughs> she she may be disqualified. Got From bl- Pumpkin Center? Blades, yes. Yes, representing the country of Pumpkin Center. <laughs> um Women's speed skating 1,500-meter final, freestyle big air final, men's alpine super G. I fell asleep late night trying to watch uh, men's downhill yesterday. And, oh, wow, Um, women's hockey in pool play, USA versus Canada. Those two don't like each other at all. Rivalry. It's a a, a a rematch of of the gold medal game from 2018 from Pyeongchang. So, best two. Those are the best two women's hockey teams in the. Surprised that they're in their same pool. Yeah, it's a little bit odd. I don't know if they draw that out or how they do that, but I think there has to be a way that they'll meet again in the gold medal. Yeah, I don't think there's a like. I don't think they they wouldn't allow them to knock one each other out and not get to a gold medal game. I wouldn't think. All right, today's highlight in history. This date in 1964, the Beatles arrived at New York's JFK Airport to begin their first American tour. President Kennedy imposed a full trade embargo on Cuba this date in 1962. Space Shuttle Challenger astronauts Bruce McCandless and Robert Stewart went on the first untethered spacewalk this date in 1984. The Sochi Olympics opened in Russia this date in 2014. One year ago today, Tom Brady led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a 31-9 Super Bowl victory over the Chiefs a terrible game. from Kansas City. We're going to Kansas City. Birthdays today. Comedy writer Robert Smigel is 62. TV Funhouse, TV Funhouse. Actor James Spader is 62 today. Garth Brooks is 60. Chris Rock is 57. Now, does... Garth Brooks, does he thank Jimmy Mattingly every day for making him famous? He better. He better thank Jimmy Mattingly for letting him hang around. Yeah, I mean, really. Ride on his coattails. Ashton Kutcher is 44 today, and Isaiah Thomas is 33. That must be Isaiah Thomas Jr. Now, does has Ashton Kutcher, have they taken a shower yet? Remember that story from over the summer? Oh, yeah, or whatever I would hope yeah. so. Yeah, it was back during... It, it was back during, uh, wasn't it during the fall? Because mm-hmm. when he went on game day, they started shouting him at him, take a shower. Yes, yes, yes you're right. Gone but you're not right. forgotten, Sir Thomas More in 1478, John Deere in 1804, Charles Dickens in 1812, Laura Ingalls Wilder in 1867. That's a good one, too, author. That's a bunch of, uh, of people you recognize. 1959, The Platters, number one. Smoke gets in your eyes. Something here inside cannot be. Let's go to 1968. Paul Marriott. Not the not affiliated with the hotel franchise. This is called Love Is Blue. It's something. No words. No, instrumental. 
Mm-hmm. Didn't that sound? Didn't that sound sound like Love Is Blue? Did of all the emotions sounded like something? Yeah. Ah, nineteen seventy-seven, Manfred Mann and the Earth Band. You could just play this the rest of the rest of the show. It's a good song. It's a really good song. But people my age might not like me skipping this song. 1986. Wham. I'd rather you go back to Man for Man. You take that back, Sam. Don't be throwing shade at the late, great George Michael. Not your cup of tea, huh? I mean, it's fine. It's not as good as... 1995, Real McCoy, Another Night. Do you think it's as good as Blinded by the Light? They're incomparable. Oof. Well, more than likely, I'll have... Blinded by the light on my playlist before I'll have Wham. You, ne- you can't compare the two. Like they don't, they don't go in the same bucket. So you can't even, we can't even do that. Outcast, the way you move in 04. and the Lumineers, oh hey, number one in 2013. That's a good one. Nine years ago already. I guess. Hard to believe. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a, not a bad song at all. MB's pearl of wisdom for today: hard work spotlights the character of people. Some turn up their sleeves, some turn up their noses, and some don't turn up at all. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.